It really came down for messaging using the story brand framework. And for those who are unaware what that is, it's a seven part framework that allows you to discover who your core customer is and what messaging is going to resonate with them. So you're building your character. You're telling them what their problem is because that's why people are searching for you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What is the problem they have and what solution you're bringing to the table? Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Jessica Embry, and she is the creative director at Tulip Media Group and has been for over the last six years. She is a story brand certified guide who works with their client partners to craft their brand identities into compelling stories with clear and consistent marketing strategies. Jessica is also a Google Ads certified and takes the lead on keyword strategies and research for all of their digital marketing programs. And we're gonna talk about the book that she co-authored and all kinds of fun stuff about story brand and converting and having the ability to do fun things where you can double your sales with zero salespeople. So more on that, but first it's time for our marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to build your brand and the bottom line. So today's topic is about affiliate marketing. And what is affiliate marketing? It's basically when you are marketing and you earn a commission for the online promotion of another company's product or service or brand. And essentially you create an online marketing program that you can then get commission based on the things that you help sell for somebody else. So there's influencer marketing, there's affiliate marketing, but basically it's a program that you can use. There's lots of different programs out there. And I myself have delved into affiliate marketing. You get to hear links and things from us on the podcast, Uh, but the affiliate is paid by the merchant or the brand that wants you to drive traffic to their website and cause conversions for people to then purchase something based on what you've said or done or did ads for or created mentions like we do. Uh, Affiliate marketing is a way to build some income revenue or build points for something or, you know, if you are subscribed to a product that you want more of and you share it and recommend it and share it with a friend, that's a form of affiliate marketing. So generally speaking, affiliate marketers will host websites where they advertise those offers on behalf of those business and brands in various different ways. So blog posts, they can have a link to their affiliate market. And so if you uh, read a blog post and there's a link and it's a sponsored link, then chances are you're being sent to their affiliate link and then they will get paid or they'll get something in return for having sent you to that merchant's website. So when a customer will click on that link, a pay-per-click link, or if it's a different type of thing that you're doing to get them to go to that site, that's what you are doing. So when you want to start 
to become an affiliate marketer, the best thing that you can do is think about the niche that you want to do. Maybe you're already doing this without even realizing or recognizing that you are sending friends and you know sharing an app or sharing a website where people can buy something from and you get a perk, right? A $10 off your next purchase kind of thing. But choosing a niche, whether it's retail or a brand or a service or something of that nature, figure out what it is that you want to do. And then you join an affiliate marketing program and then you promote that product and the offers. And then you, of course, will use that platform to track and optimize the conversions of what people are purchasing. And then the nice thing is you receive those commissions. So how can you get started with affiliate marketing? It's just learning and listening and reading some just to understand so that you and you know what platform you might want to use, some of the strategies that have been proven successful because affiliate marketing has been around for a long time now. And there's so many different hacks and tricks and tips and things out there. So think about strategies that you've seen that have worked, or maybe ask other people who are in affiliate marketing what kind of strategies and what are the trends and the tactics that marketers are using right now. And so there's a lot of online affiliate marketing communities that will also probably have an affiliate marketing link (laughs) that you can join. And then of course, podcasts that you can follow. And then you can get some starter knowledge to support what you want to accomplish. So setting out your goals, what is it that you want to accomplish? And how are you going to go about getting it done. So at the beginning of your marketing, affiliate marketing journey, what product do you want to sell? And when do you want to sell it? Who do you want to sell it to? Who is your target audience that you're going to compete with, right? With that niche, that that crowd of people that want to buy what you have to offer because you are solving that problem or you are making people aware of what they can't, that they don't already have, right? So what's that niche? What's the focus? Who are you targeting? Um, What examples can you look up as competitors in that niche? Is there a lot of competitors? Is is there a lot of keywords that are being thrown out and used for that? Or is it uh, niched and very specific? And do you have personal experience with that niche? Do you have authority? Do you know about it? Can you write about it? Can you talk about it? Can you share more information about that particular niche that you're going after? Because then it'll become easier and it'll be a lot more uh, natural to to be able to promote a product that you actually love or use, right? Uh, It's not always necessary, but certainly will help you in your journey if you do something and pick something that you already know a lot about. Uh, so that you can write and talk and and share all about it. And then also maybe come up with the keywords and terms that you would be using. And what made you like that product? What kind of hooked you in on it? And you can use that to your own advantage if you are your own target audience, because sometimes that will help in your marketing and messaging that you're going to be using in your affiliate marketing campaign. So think about that. And then the next thing to think about is how you are going to have and operate a website or multiple websites and landing pages to drive traffic there to where people will purchase from your website or your channels or your marketing channels or the platforms where you can promote your affiliate activity. So if you're just starting out 
and you need to learn how to use website builders or uh, maybe you hire somebody that has website capabilities like we do here at Peppershock. Um, we can help with that if that is something that you are interested in learning to, to do. Uh, but we can do a WordPress site. Well, lots of other website builders out there that you could start on your journey. But if you can invest the time in creating a, a solid website with great messaging and imagery and navigation and all of the things that go into a website, and then you can increase your performance slowly as you go with that income stream that you're going to continue to build as you drive more traffic to your site and drive more conversions to the affiliate link that you have on that site. So think about how you can use this and people do this for a living. They spend, invest time in being able to do this and affiliate marketing has paid for lots of things for them because they figured out how to work the affiliate marketing system that gets people to buy, right? And then they get a commission and those commissions will help them in their journey. So it's maybe a way for you to get additional income or you could get into it and do more and more online uh, as you learn and grow through affiliate marketing. So things to think about and help and maybe your brand or product or service would benefit from having affiliate marketers help sell your brand on the flip side. So what can you do to then become a publisher or a content provider where people are then selling to you or selling your brand and vice versa, right? So, so affiliate marketers want a brand to represent, to help sell, and so maybe you're on that receiving side. So if you are a brand that has not used affiliate marketing before, this could also be an opportunity for you to help increase your sales and conversions because now other people are selling for you, not just you, not just your brand, not just your marketing team, but now other people who are going to affiliate with you and then you pay them commissions because they brought you new business and you can have that as another way to generate revenue. So with that, there's more to learn and Jessica has a lot more for us and we will get started with that interview now. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition community. And today's guest on the show, we have Jessica Embry. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me, Ray. And I understand you are calling from Canada. I am. And is it cold there where you are right now? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's freezing. <laughs> it's freezing. Yeah, it is here in Idaho too, but... Uh, Hopefully uh, you get to warm up with some hot cocoa and, and a buy a fireplace at some point today, huh? Yes, winter is coming. Christmas is coming. I know, right? Yep, yep. Well, and here in the States, we're celebrating Thanksgiving this week. So <laughs> so Jessica, let's uh, share with our audience uh, more about you and just your journey and how you got to where you are and the book and all the fun things. Yeah. So I'm Jessica Embry, creative director at Tulip Media Group, and we help companies all over North America grow their business with print marketing and digital marketing. Um, I'm a story brand guide. So if anybody's familiar with Donald Miller building a story brand, we are a story brand agency. So we're very good at creating clear and concise messaging that's going to convert people on your website. And I've always had a passion for marketing. I love helping businesses grow. I love hearing that they have to turn down their Google ads because they're getting too many leads. I love that they have to hire more people to scale their business. So 
that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what I love doing. Well, and the idea of being able to double or triple or however quadruple your sales without having salespeople, let's talk, let's get into it. Let's just dig right in. Tell us more. So back in 2019, Tulip Media, we realized we had a huge problem. We were marketing our business wrong. We were going out and cold calling. We were going to trade shows. This might sound familiar to a lot of listeners. And we were talking to people who weren't raising their hands. So our cost of acquisition was $40,000. And it was disgusting when we crunched those numbers. And we, we realized we had to change something. So we completely pivoted. I know that's a really big word and <laughs> a pandemic phrase, right? <laughs> pivot, pivot. <laughs> pivoted. And we decided to redo all of our messaging. We decided to align our sales and marketing and develop a new business development strategy. We decided to start PPC advertising. So instead of doing a push strategy on people that didn't want to hear from us on how they can grow their business with marketing, we decided to do a poll strategy on people who were searching for story brand guides, people who were searching for um, how to print a magazine, how to make a magazine. So we really turned our messaging around. And within a few months, we got our cost of acquisition down from $40,000 to $4,000. Oh, wow. A huge change. And we doubled our sales in the first quarter. We, and then we continued on that trend. And finally, a client of ours said, what you're doing for your company, I need you to do for ours. And that's where a lot of our services were born because we, we just have that passion to help other businesses grow. Okay, so give me a specific example of what you did when you said that you pivoted and you started using PPC advertising. Can you just walk me through the path? What, what did you change with your messaging? Where did you take this journey from there? Mm-hmm. So it really came down for messaging using the story brand framework. And for those who are unaware what that is, it's a seven part framework that allows you to discover who your core customer is and what messaging is going to resonate with them. So you're building your character. You're telling them what their problem is because that's why people are searching for you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What is the problem that they have and what solution you're bringing to the table? You're guiding them through and giving your expertise So we use this type of messaging to really resonate. And in our Google ads, we have to make sure that, again, we're showing that solution, that problem, agitating it just a little bit. A lot Mm -hmm. of people come to Tulip Media because they're wasting time and money on marketing that's not working. That's Mm -hmm. the problem that we wanted to agitate. So that's the messaging we used on our Google ads, but also online because they have to be the same type of messaging. So we have that clear customer journey. I love it. We do an empathy mapping process to really dig in and understand, step into their shoes and empathize with our clients to understand what they are thinking, hearing, feeling, doing, right? So that's, like you said, building the character, building that story of that persona that you want to attract. And so now you've taken that concept and applied it to your own marketing and now other people that you can do for your clients too. Share maybe uh, an example of what you've done for some of your clients. So we have a fire truck manufacturer, um, very niche audience. They sell to fire chiefs in their local communities. And when COVID happened, all their marketing stopped. Trade shows they couldn't go to. So they came to us with that problem and said, what should we do? So we mapped up what their messaging should be using the framework for StoryBrand. We mm-hmm. mapped out that 
actually, if we can capture the fire chiefs before they go for a request for proposal, that's mm-hmm. when we're going to convert faster. So we started doing print marketing. We send a quarterly newsletter to all the fire chiefs from Ontario East in Canada. Mm. And that gets them return on uh, return on their investment, but it also gets them brand awareness over time. We do PPC marketing. So when people type in local fire truck manufacturers, they pop up first. We mm. do blogging to create that expertise and position them as the leader in their, uh, their marketplace. So we look at every client partner and we say, what is it that your client is experiencing? Where are they in the customer journey and where do we need to be in the customer journey? Right. I just, uh, I have uh, two two boys and now they're teenagers, but when they were younger, immediately I just had that song stuck in lots and lots of fire trucks. I don't know if you've ever heard it or not. It's on YouTube. It's a, it's a silly little thing, but now it's going to be stuck in my head for a week. <laughs> and that's a very good point, Ray, because um, when it comes to your Google ads, you can't be too ambiguous because the term fire trucks could mean they're looking for that song you just sang Yep. or they're looking for a half a million dollar fire truck. So we have to be very careful with the keywords that we're using for our PPC advertising. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, there's a theme song for you. Lots and lots of fire trucks. Anyway, <laughs> I'll have to tell them about that. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> my, my, my kids, when they were younger, we would, you know, of course, fire trucks are like a dream for, for, you know, young, young people. And so riding on a fire truck, getting to go to the fire fire station, taking a tour. Oh my gosh. Anyway, you're right. There's lots of ways that that could go in search engine optimization and results that you're going to find. That's really cool. I love that you apply what you do in your own agency to your clients. Cause I think that oftentimes agency owners and, and staff, we, our own marketing gets backburnered because we're doing so much to try to, you know, fulfill our own clients that, that our own messaging and our own, you know, process, it, it, it gets backburnered. So I love that that's how you are being able to acquire your customers instead of spending 40,000, you know, you're spending 4,000. 4, I love that so much. And, and I think that can resonate a lot with not just agency owners and, and marketing, but anybody that is in business, that's what you want to do. You want to work towards making sure that your customer acquisition cost is lower, but then your lifetime value of that customer is higher and that you're retaining them longer. And that is just absolutely a wonderful example of, of true marketing and tracking. And I love that you've tracked all of that too, because sometimes people don't even know what it's costing them to acquire a customer, right? I mean, have you found that to be true with your, with your new clients? Do they, do they know how much they're spending to acquire clients? Um, we have a mixture of some clients have no idea, like we'll ask them, okay, how many leads do you get a month? And they're like, I think we get around five. And I'm like, how many of them converted into customers? And then that's where that disalignment comes from that we talk about in our book, double sales, you have salespeople is sales and marketing aren't working together. They're not using the same messaging. They're not using the same, they're not communicating to each other saying, Hey, those five leads you gave me half of them were good. So the marketing team is now going okay, half is good. That's, that's an okay ratio. We're okay with that. But what can we do to get that to be a little bit better, a better ratio for closing? Yeah, right. A 50% close rate versus a hundred percent close rate, right? Getting the right leads at the right time, the right people when they're ready to buy. I mean, that's, that's the, that, that keeps us in business, right? <laughs> in marketing. 
<laughs> it constantly changes too. I mean, what worked yesterday isn't going to work always tomorrow too. So you have to constantly refine and, and, you know, new things come out with Google ads and ways that they're going to restrict you or not. And <laughs> have you, have you found that to be a challenge in, in being able to get the effectiveness and, and efficacy rate to work when they make so many changes all the time? Yes and no. So because we are in this business, we're seeing that every day. And you're right. It's not a just set it and forget it for a marketing campaign. It's something you're constantly looking at, which is why we do weekly reporting with all our clients, which is why we get on a phone with them every month and say, what's going on? Because they know more about their industry than we do. And we recognize that. Although they have what we call the curse of knowledge, sometimes they're <laughs> speaking um, and using terms that people don't understand. Um that's where a third party perspective like us comes in and says, okay, people don't understand what you, when you say commercial insurance, but they understand what you mean when you say business insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of two different perspectives merging together so we can stay on top of trends so we can stay ahead of the competition. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, and then being in the industry too, I mean, hopefully Google gives you a heads up a little more often since you're doing so much with it. And yeah. ideally that is good. And and that's so true because sometimes one of the areas that it does take a lot of work to make sure the messaging is right, that you're not going to get declined, right? And political season was just amongst us. And it seems like everything we ever tried to do, we had to go through iteration, iteration, iteration to finally get something approved, right? And, <laughs> and having that experience is, is helpful that you can draw on to know what kind of things you can get approved and not, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I know there's times when marketing managers or, or social media managers are laying out their content for the month and they have this set schedule, but we realize as marketers too, that things happen in the world very quickly. So <laughs> if something happens that's controversial or someone passes away, you might need to look at your content to make sure that there's not something going to be there that's sensitive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can schedule things in advance, but yeah, you're right. If something does happen that doesn't seem that would it would be in poor taste to say, or, you know, could take, yeah, misconstrued in a different way. Absolutely. Yep. You're right. Things do happen so quickly at the speed of your thumbs, right? <laughs> <laughs> And now a message about our sponsor, Billy Razors. Billy is a female first shave club and a body brand that's putting an end to the pink tax on razors. So by spreading the word about the pink tax rebate, no purchases necessary, we both get a $20 credit to spend on Billy Razors and body care. Let's do this. It's really awesome. It comes in the mail. You get it on a subscription basis and it just comes when you need it. And you can always turn it off when you don't, but you can have it set up to automatically come to you as you need new razors and they are cost effective and of course not what you're doing when you're paying at the grocery store such a high price on women's razors so go to peppershock.com offers and get your billy razors today so let's talk a little bit more about the book and kind of the process that you went through to go and get that done and then um, share a little bit more about what people can expect and you know where they can go to get your book yeah, so our book is really outlining Tulip Media's journey on how we brought that cost of acquisition down. It's outlining the machine that we built. If anybody's read that book, The Machine, it's a great mm -hmm. one. Um, and it it's uniting our sales and marketing, our messaging, our communication. Like I was saying, 
marketing needs to know if those are qualified leads that they're giving their sales team. So we need to have that, that communication. It's also outlining what type of thought process we went through for the messaging and how other companies can take that inside. But the other part of that is not just messaging. Sometimes you have to look at the back end of your website too. The analytics, I'm sure you're very familiar with this. There's search engine optimization. There's making sure that your website's responsive, that it looks good on mobile. Um, It's making sure that whatever keywords that your competitors are using, you're also utilizing them in not only your website, but also your PPC advertising. So it is a step-by-step guide on how we did it, but also how you can implement it in your book, in your business. Yeah, and you're right. Looking at what your competitors are doing, but doing it better. (laughs) It's not imitating your competitors. It's just making sure that you're up to date on what they're doing. You're not copying them. You're just Mm -hmm. stealing a piece of their pie. Yep, yep. No, I, I hear you. And and it's really important to continuously to look at your competitors on an ongoing basis and see what you can do to outdo them in one way or another. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, let's take it back a little bit. What got you into this industry? Kind of what was your path? Did you go to school? Did you, you know, work? What did you do prior to where you are now? So I grew up as an entrepreneur. My father was self employed. And I actually had my first business when I was 10 years old. Um, J and J blueberries, door to door salesperson, um, selling blueberries. No one could say no to a 10 year old kid. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I love marketing. I love being able to invoke emotion to make people buy. Um, so I've, I had an interest in that and I went to school for that. So I have a degree in marketing and HR because people also are very important when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love working for Tulip Media too, because it allows me to have that creative aspect of marketing, but also do design, but also consult. So mm-hmm. um, right after school, I, I was with a dog food company for marketing. And then I went right into Tulip Media and started consulting. Ah, oh, there you go. A dog food company, huh? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, are you a pet? Do you have pets? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that helps <laughs> to be, uh, yeah, to use the product that you would uh, market, right? <laughs> okay. So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours as a creative director at an agency? I mean, I have students and I like, I make them listen to this. I don't make them, they get to, they, they get the option to listen to the podcast, but I love to ask people, you know, what kind of things would you tell your, you know, young college student self about ready to graduate? What would you say? So two things, never stop learning. Um, I recognize that I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room, but that openness to learn new things and to experience new things allowed me to get me where I am today. And the other one is to have confidence in yourself. Um, I think sometimes we have that imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. um, and saying like, do I know enough about this to be on this really cool podcast with Ray? Yes, I do. (laughs) So have confidence in yourself and never stop learning. Those are the two things I'd say to my younger self or the younger generation. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more, right? Confidence in, in yourself and what you do and what you believe in and, and continuing to learn. I love that. Being a lifetime learner, right? That's, that's, uh, it's going to set you up for more success and be able to do more, get paid more, 
you know, have your skills out there and do what you want to do. Okay, so who are some people that helped you along the way, that inspired you or motivated you or maybe where you got resources or information from? Um, my father, who was that self-employed entrepreneur, um, he taught me mm-hmm. how the value of money. He taught me how to negotiate. He taught me sales. Um, and also my co-author, Andy Biting. Um, I was 23 when he first hired me and young and right out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot to learn still. And he, he liked what he saw and he has mentored and helped me grow into the marketer that I am today. So Um, those are definitely two that stand out to me. Good, good. And where do you get new information from in your industry? What kinds of resources or other podcasts do you listen to or magazines or news articles or blogs? Do you, where do you get your info? I'm a big fan of HubSpot. I know a lot of marketers will say that because they're so generous with their content. Mm -hmm. Um, and in terms of books and magazines, um, besides our own, um, I'm a big, (laughs) fan of any type of business book because I think it goes back to you're always learning you can learn a lot on how to do your job if you're reading a sales book or a human resource book a leadership book it helps me become a better consultant at the end of the day so um, there's a lot of books that I'm interested in mm-hmm. um, story brand is another big resource that I look to Donald Miller um, yeah oh, that's great yeah, no, and, and and or you can listen to them too if you're uh, an audiobook listener, just as much as you can read them. But what's one of your favorite business books that you recall reading? And and I know StoryBrand was one of them, but what what else can you give to our listeners? I love the book No Rules Rules by Reed Hoff, um, Reed Hastings, um, the Netflix one. It's a really oh, yeah. good book on leadership and just how that company grew itself with autonomy and um, and everything. It's a really good book. We had a a book club every month on what we're reading and that was one of them. And that one stuck out to a lot of us in the company. That's awesome. Ooh, tell me more about your book club and the company. Do you all read on your own time? How does the, how does the book get assigned? Now I'm curious because I kind of want to do something similar. (laughs) Um, so we, yeah, we, we're all big readers at Tulip. Um, so we all individually read whatever we want, but um, every quarter or month, we'll pick a book that we think everybody should read just to continue to grow ourselves. Um, this this quarter is Mindset by Carol DeWick. Um, it's a really interesting looking book. I know it's due to be read at the end of this quarter here. So I'm, oh. I'm actually excited to get my hands on that and start get into that. Oh, good. And then you guys just meet up and, and talk about it and... You know, yeah, it's part of our um, quarterly session. Um, it's one of the line items in our agenda that we talk about the book and our key learnings from it. And hmm. if there's anything to apply to our own business. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. I got to uh, do something. We, we would do like book reports where people would have books and I'd give them a book and then they could, you know, report on it. But we haven't collectively done it all together. So I think that that's mm-hmm. a great idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So what's one thing that you wish that you had known before you began your career? Hmm. I wish I had known more about website development when I first started. Um, I think that's something that all marketing managers are looking for now is website development. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I was, um, I wish I had a bigger network when I first started. However, I was young. 
Um, but I think we all wish for that because it, it's a great way to meet new people and get to have a referral system and also um, network. Yeah, that's great. Okay, what are some of your favorite accomplishments? Without sounding too braggy, but what are some of the <laughs> things that you that stick out in your mind that you've accomplished that you're super proud of? And I happen to know the book is probably one of them, but tell me more. Thunder, <laughs> no. <I'm joking. laughs> Um, definitely the becoming a international bestseller was, um, again, I had that imposter syndrome at first and mm-hmm. achieving that was, was very big for me. Um, becoming story brand guide was another big one for me. Having that label attached to my name was very nice. Um, yeah, it just the journey that I've had in the last few years, um, mm-hmm. a few years ago, if you told me I was on podcasts for, a living, I probably would have laughed a little bit because <laughs> I always saw myself not as a person that does podcasts. So <laughs> that's been a big accomplishment for me as well. well that's good. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the flip side, what's your worst characteristic that has served you well in your career? Worst characteristic that served me well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a fast talker. So sometimes I talk before I, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing. I know we were talking about accents <laughs> for this call, but, um, I can be a fast talker and yeah, it's, we value open communication and candor in our company. So it's never gotten me in trouble with the company or any other clients, but I know that that can be a negativity for some people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, you have to slow down (laughs) so people can understand. I hear you. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So one more question for you. If you had $100,000 to spend next week, what would you spend it on? For the business or myself? Oh, well, you know, I guess you could take it either (laughs) way, but I guess I meant for the business. I actually knew what you meant. Um, <laughs> I should have I should have prefaced it for your business, for the business. If you had a hundred thousand dollars to spend next week, what would you spend it on? Um, I would spend it on a couple different things, and I'm, I don't know if I'm breaking the rules by saying that. Um, I would definitely invest in our PPC advertising more. Mm-hmm. I'd invest in our infrastructure, so our website and also our CRMs, because I know that's something that we're getting to eventually that we need to change mm-hmm. over to something different. Um, and I probably go visit a few associations that were renowned in, in our industries. So we're very big in the insurance industry with our clients. So probably visit a few associations. Ah, very smart, right? Diversify. <laughs> okay, fine. What would you spend a hundred thousand dollars on for yourself? <laughs> well, new car. No. <laughs> awesome. Ooh, what kind of car? What would you like to get? Well, we're in Canada again, so right, right, we have to be a little bit uh, strategic about that. So, (laughs) four wheel drive, right? (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, that was fair enough. I, I, I I, uh, told you more than just one question, but (laughs) (laughs) excellent. Okay, I think we were able to cover everything. Why don't you share with our audience uh, how they can reach out to you and uh, also where to buy the book? So you can reach out to us on tm.media forward slash double sales. And on there, you can get download a free chapter of our book, uh, Double Sales, Zero Salespeople. You can buy the book or you can schedule a free call with me. Um, If you want to talk about anything and everything, 
um, that free call is there for you to use. Happy to discuss whatever's on your mind. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me today. And I can't wait to uh, get this out there in the world and and see how things work for you in doubling your sales with zero salespeople. (laughs) And yes, you got and stay warm in Canada for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you listening, the best thing you could do for both of us is share this with those that you need, that you know need to hear what Jessica had to say today. And then of course, give us a review because that's like gold for podcasters, right? (laughs) Reviews are awesome. And also uh, go visit Jessica's site and go get her book and then go visit themarketingexpedition.com and become a part of our community. And make sure you listen to the podcast every week. It comes out every Thursday. And until next time, everyone, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.